0: AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Live on location from the Del Mar Country Club, it's a special edition of the Andrea K. Show, presented by Del Mar Seacoast Republican Women Federated, who will fill Daryl Issa's vacated seat. Here to introduce us to the candidates in California's 49th Congressional District is Andrea Kay.
2: Well, good evening. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Super excited to have you all here with me tonight, and I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be here hosting tonight's Candidates Get to Know You Forum. Those of you in San Diego know that uh, California 49 uh, has is held currently by Congressman Darrell Issa, and he's decided he's retiring, and this is a seat that was uh, up, for, uh, up for grabs in 2016. And so it will certainly be in contention as we go into the midterm elections. And so I'm honored tonight to have the candidates for California 49 here with me tonight. I've got with me uh, five of the candidates, and we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. Uh, we're going to actually be asking all the candidates the same questions. And that way, they'll each you'll have an opportunity to really get to know them and really know the differences between the candidates and their platforms uh, joining me in this first uh, half hour of the show is uh, Diane Harkey, member of the State Board of Equalization. We've got real estate businessman Craig Nordahl. Uh, Mayor Pro Temp of San Juan Capistrano Brian Marriott is going to be with me. Welcome to the forum, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, you know uh California is got a lot of challenges, and unfortunately we don't have the, the as well as uh, the United States going on and we don't have an opportunity to really get into all the issues so i I framed a few questions that I hope would give us all an opportunity to really get to know you and what you're about and if you're listening via Facebook by the way we're going to continue this forum uh, after the show wraps we're going to stay here and the town hall is going to continue. We will be um, Continuing to broadcast on Facebook Live. So please uh, post your questions on social media, because after the radio show ends, we're going to continue, and we would like to to continue this conversation with the candidates, get to know you for them, and maybe pose your questions to them. So first up, since I have you to my left, um, immigration is obviously at the forefront. President Trump, actually, one of his signature pieces when he ran in uh, 2016 was the border wall. What should happen to DACA, and would you push for funding of the border wall? Who goes?
3: Craig. Craig Nordahl. Thank you, Andrea. Well, uh, my motto, one of my mottos is build the wall, vote Nordahl. So you know where I stand on that one. We need to build that wall. Uh, as far as DACA, it's a constitutional period. There have been... Already, six or seven amnesties passed by our Congress, not just one in 1986, but there's been six or seven. Why do we want to do this again? It's a broken record that is not working. Uh, I brought that up in many of the debates we've had, but according to the Huffington Post, 70 to 80 percent of the women who are brought across our border are abused sexually. Is that the price that we pay that these poor people who want to have freedom, they want to have the same thing we do, is that the price that they have to pay to get into this country? I would hope not. We want to keep them in their country of origin. We want to help that country to develop their economy, if possible, uh, and that's the way to change this we want to cut off the freebies that these people are getting that's one of the big reasons they're coming in they're given freebies we need to have legislation to cut that off so no to daca build the wall craig nordahl
4: all right diane harkey well i support building the wall too and uh, one of the things that i've been able to do on several occasions is go down to the border and i think uh the problem we have is back in dc they don't think it's necessary they think it's a bit frivolous uh, but i think if they're in california they really might understand if we take them down to where the border really is and look at what's going on there with the drug trafficking and human trafficking the people that get picked up on a regular basis it's separate from an immigration issue it needs to be dealt with separately but as for daca i think the children that were brought here by their parents uh and that uh, obama administration uh you know welcomed that have been here for a while, quite honestly, they need to probably have residency status. I am not for um, uh, allowing a, a cut in the line, so to speak, for, for, uh, uh, for um, citizenship. I'm sorry, I just had a brain pain. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot going on right now in DC, which I think is, is not correct. I'm hoping that they don't push this through on little bits and pieces of, of bills right now. Uh, The Democrats could have a real score if that happened. And I know it's a very contentious issue, but I am not for deporting uh, the people that have come here, worked, and actually have a life. I think they need to have permanent residency so they can get on with their life, and then we put them in line for whatever. Thank you. Brian Marriott.
5: Thank you, Andrea. So this is, you know, for about 30 years, I've been listening to conversation about immigration reform. And it's really become kind of a disingenuous conversation because, as a nation, we have to admit and get some leadership and some bravery around the simple notion that we have yet to figure out how to manage our southern border. Because countries in Central America are so broken in their leadership, and it's not their people. They're wonderful people in their wonderful countries. But they have terrible, terrible problems with the politics and the leadership of their countries. And for us not to have a manageable southern border means we simply cannot control the demand from south of our border. And until we can do that effectively, we can't have meaningful immigration reform where we start to figure out what the equation is going to be for entry into our country and for a path to work visas etc we know we're failing with the equation because about half of the immigrant uh, head households in california are getting some kind of public assistance so we know something's broken in the equation we have to look at family connections, skill set, ability to thrive here, and we can't even start doing that until we know we can properly manage the southern border. Adding another layer of of disingenuous, of course, is the way the ruling party in California has been approaching the issue. They should simply admit that they want open borders, aided and abetted by a handful of Schwarzenegger-style Republicans, because then we could at least have an honest conversation about what that would mean and help them understand why that's not possible.
2: A quick follow-up question. You know, of course, uh, there was a meeting yesterday between President Trump and and some uh, people from California from a variety of different positions, including someone from the county of supervisors today, about sanctuary cities and state status. Uh, 30 seconds. Uh, What would you, uh, with the federal government and as a congressperson, what effect would you be able to have on that?
3: Well, there is legislation that we could draft that would eliminate this. But the laws are already in effect. So what we'd have to do is apply pressure uh, to the existing uh, Justice Department to do what they are trying to do right now. But we've had some problems with uh, Jeff Sessions, and uh, so maybe we need to make a change there. I don't know.
4: Diane? Well, Sanctuary State is just totally illegal. It's ridiculous. I mean, it puts our own people at risk i can't even imagine and even right now somebody running for uh a mayor of Alioto, who's running for mayor of san francisco who who was the first the former of the sanctuary city bill is opposed to what's going on now this is out of control it needs to stop we need a border wall and we need to start controlling the borders. That's end of subject. We can't have sanctuary state in protecting criminals that are harming our people. All right,
5: Brian Marriott. It, so it's been absurdly bad policy from the get-go. It's been chaotic and completely disingenuous. We can't throw up a flag and tell people, hey, if you can find a way to get here, you're going to be OK, because we don't have that authority. And, and that puts lives at risk, including immigrant lives. It's just It was a terribly chaotic and, and disgusting thing to do.
2: All right, moving on uh, to another topic that's um, certainly at the top of the fold and in, in the hottest story going on today. Today's is the first anniversary of the Mueller investigation. Um, what, what, has this been good for America, and do you think that there should be another special prosecutor to investigate the FBI and the DOJ?
3: Well, you know, this is just a symptom of the moral failure that we have in our country i'm an evangelical christian and ladies and gentlemen this is uh the, this is what has happened after eight years of complete moral failure of people who are a president who said that we are no longer a christian nation which is not true by the way 78 of our nation says they still believe in jesus christ their, their savior and uh you know this country was founded on the gospel of jesus christ we need to go back to that moral foundation ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is worse than Watergate. There has to be prosecution. Congress doesn't have the guts to do anything. Uh, there's a few guys in the Freedom Caucus, in which I would join if I was in Congress, and I would do everything in my power to make sure these people are prosecuted for their crimes. This is the worst case of a literal conspiracy against a president of the United States in the history of this country that I know of.
4: Diane Harkey. Well, I think that the Mueller investigation just needs to wrap up. They need to show their hand what they have and get over this. This has been part of the resistance. It's, it's been a very bad move for, for the people of, of the United States. We have an elected president. This is supposed to be a Russia investigation. If there's not Russia collusion, I don't want to hear about anybody's family affairs or anything else. I just want to see what happened with Russia. I think we know, and I think we can get that out and end this. Further investigations, I think, would just tear the country apart. Let's just get this over and let us move on. We've got a lot of serious issues on the plate, and we need to be dealing with them. Brian Marriott.
5: And so the overarching theme of our campaign since January has been enough already. Let's get back to work. We have major issues, challenges, and opportunities in this country that we need to dig back into, health care and immigration, I think, being the two most pressing. Uh, This, I'm asked a lot on the campaign trail, What don't I agree with with our president? And I'll mention that, you know, it would be nice to see him soften the elbows once in a while and a little less stereotyping, and sometimes you'd like to see a little bit more presidential leadership just around the tone of things. And the other mistake I think he made was appointing Jeff Sessions as attorney general. I just don't think it was a good appointment. He's a brilliant legal mind, but I'm not 100% sure of his motives from the get-go. So I think the whole whole investigation, the whole Mueller investigation has been a farce since day one, and it should wrap up sooner rather than later. I agree with Diane. We need to get back to getting the, the business done. Um, it serves no purpose at this point to wander down these paths and, and just for the sake of, of entertainment value, if you will. Um, I'm also deeply disturbed. I've been watching politics for decades now and presidential politics. And we've seen bias before in our country. But I'm not sure that we have ever seen major media outlets who are out to destroy a president, a duly elected president. That's gone into a new realm, and it's troubling.
2: Well, in follow-up question, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, because I think that there's seeming to be the real collusion that was uncovered is collusion between the media as well as collusion going and corruption going on with the FBI and the DOJ. And so in follow-up, if, if crimes, I understand the idea of wanting to move on to economic issues, but if crimes have been revealed that have gone on involving a deep state in the FBI and the DOJ, uh, are you, as if you were to win and, and go to Congress, would you support efforts to hold people accountable legally? I'll start with you, Brian.
5: Yes. I'm extremely troubled that there may have been an institutional effort involving the justice department and the fbi that involved a major candidate for office this is not something we've seen in our country before if there's any truth to it we can't let it lie. It, it would have to come out. It would be disruptive, but I think if we went about it the right way, the facts could be fleshed out quickly and dealt with quickly. Because while it's troubling to me that the Russians would meddle in our elections, it's not a great surprise. What is a surprise and is shocking and disturbing to me as an American is that folks in the FBI and Justice Department may. May have uh, orchestrated a a uh, campaign of their own, if you will, using the levers of power in our country, and that would be deeply disturbing.
4: Diane, well, I agree. If there yeah. was such a such an activity going on, I think this been this has been focused really on a couple key people at the top that were perhaps you know anticipating an election protecting someone else um that is truly wrong but i think again if you're going to have this kind of investigation i do not want to start a second third and fourth witch hunt and then a retaliation i think we have business to do so i think we need to limit the scope if it's somebody in particular let's get it out let's get an indictment figure it out get it done
6: uh,
3: as I just said, we absolutely have to help hold these people accountable. It's called law and order, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you and I would be either on trial or in jail if we'd done a third of what the head of the FBI did, the head of the Justice Department, our ex-president. Go down the line. All of the heads that were put in place by the last administration were all doing illegal activity. It's very obvious. It's as plain as the nose on our face. We need to go after them. We need that to be fixed the american people demand it
2: well and the american people in part voted for president trump because of when they chanted hashtag drain the swamp and hashtag locker up it was not meaningless and it wasn't just specific to hillary clinton i think the american people knew that there was two sets of justice and they were looking for a restoration of the rule of law. Uh, Moving on a little bit to economics, of of which we've got to talk about, I know that um, the tax reform bill recently was considered to be a win for most of Americans, but not necessarily for California. Uh, Did you support uh, the latest tax reform bill, and what should be the next step in terms of lowering taxes? Craig Nordahl first. Uh,
3: I absolutely support it. Obviously, there was a whole lot of spending, and we got to get control of it. We have to stop it. We have to have a balanced budget. Uh, You know, that's just bottom line. But uh, it's politics. So, unfortunately, there are some things you have to compromise and some things that should never be compromised, like the moral issues that we have to deal with. Uh, For example, Obergfell, Hodges, that's not something that we should be compromising with. Thirty-three states voted for one-man, one-woman marriage, we shouldn't compromise on those kinds of things, but when you've got to take a choice between getting a pretty incredible tax cut, it's already obvious the what it's done, you know, we had to swallow that spending, but, uh, you know, we would go after the spending next and make this tax cut permanent. I'm a 10% tax guy. That's where I stand.
4: Diane? Diane? Well, I actually went back to Washington, D.C., pounded the pavement, went, met with the senators, took uh, somebody from the Assembly who happened to be in charge of, of uh, revenue tax. We went back and we worked the aisles, and we we tried to make the bill better for California as much as we could, and we did actually have some success. Uh, in the district that we're currently running for, it's probably not the best because of the loss of the... the um, property tax write-off, the SALT Write-off uh, was really kind of it was very difficult. I think for people in this district that have a home of over eight hundred thousand or whatnot, which is which is kind of where the, where this district is. That being said, I think across the nation things have gone very very well. Uh, the economy is picking up, and it's time for California maybe to do some tax conformity so that we can take advantage too. But what, unfortunately, what's happening in California is that they're doing a, a you know a, a windfall profits tax on those companies that may have benefited by the tax bill. So the state's out of control. It's gone off the rails. I'm here to represent the state. We had no senators at the table for this tax bill. We could have probably cut a better deal for California. That being said, we were able to get the marginal rates adjusted, so they weren't as as harsh. We were able to also increase the uh, property or the uh, mortgage interest deduction. And we were able to get that salt treatment so that it worked for if you had property tax or in state income tax, you could use it both ways. So I think we did have a win, we did have a success. I'm going to go back and try to just still improve it a little bit better for California. Brian, Marriott?
5: Thank you. So so Diane and I have disagreed on this all year, and I, and I don't believe that Dan and a handful of Democrats who traveled out from California had any impact. It wasn't on the a bill.
4: handful of Democrats. The bill
5: the bill is so long overdue and it has brought major relief to our small medium large size employers major relief to our middle class and to the tune of 12 to 20 percent in tax breaks six out of seven of our retirees are getting a meaningful tax break and of course the medical deductions go up a year from now there's another break for our retirees Um, we are finally pulling people off the sidelines people who weren't in the job market folks who were working two part-time jobs are now able to work one full-time job i was only uh in my last two weeks as a senior vice president with a major firm running orange county when the package passed our firm as well as a handful of others went right to the fifteen dollar minimum wage hundreds of thousands of californians have been impacted with higher contributions to their pension plan uh, higher hourly wages, bonuses were bringing billions back, including San Diego County dist- uh, uh, companies, this congressional district, from overseas. This package was a boom. As far as the cap for California, you can't treat every state differently. It's pennies on the dollar. My family pays a little bit more. We know a lot of people who pay a little bit more. What this did was rip the mask off the bandit. The bandit is not the deductibility. There's no reason federal government should be rewarding state and local government for expanding their services. Got to
7: wrap it up there,
2: Brian.
5: The bandit is Sacramento with the highest state income taxes in the country.
2: I want to move on to cultural and, and social issues here. Many people feel as though that battle, while, while the Republican Party, myself included, have been focused on economic issues and low taxation and regulations, etc., that the left has been working a long game against us culturally. Right now, there's currently a bill in the California Assembly that would seek to criminalize and would criminalize transactions that were involved in sharing uh, Christian uh, beliefs, uh, traditional Christian beliefs of sexual morality. Uh, this is not just a, a California issue if you were to win congre- a congressional seat what efforts would you make to protect our religious freedoms and our freedom of speech
3: well thank you for that question because if you go to our website I'm that's what I'm all about I'm an evangelical Christian ladies and gentlemen and this is the problem with our society it was the society our founding documents were all based on the moral of the Christian of the Christian um, Bible, our our Bible, everything in our founding documents was based on that, folks. So, uh, most of you don't know that uh, the LGBT uh, community uh, in our schools is very active in our schools through Planned Parenthood. If if you don't know what the uh, suicide rate is for LGBT people, it's 40 times, 40 times the national average, folks, 40 times. Uh, you know, there's kind of a white elephant here in, in San Diego. We have an openly homosexual man who's a brilliant guy on a radio station, who has uh, endorsed one of our candidates here, and I will say that candidate has signed a family first pledge, as I have, for one man, one woman marriage. So I'd like to hear how that can be. You know, how how do you? Uh, fix that in your mind where you have an open homosexual. When we go to our Republican parties, that person, it's, it's a white elephant. Christians are angry. He says on the air that, uh, he, you know, he is denigrating Christians. He's saying, get over it. Well, we voted in this state for one man, one woman marriage. People in this state are angry about it. That is the rule of law. It's on our Constitution. It should not be right. changed. That's God, where election. I stand. All right.
4: Okay. Diane Harkey. Well, I think the Constitution actually lays out it's freedom of religion, not from religion. And I don't believe, I, I think it's another constitutional issue that we're just going to have to deal with and drive home and explain to everybody why it's so important and why it's there. Um, and and as far as Carl DeMaio, who went unnamed here, I think he's been a soldier in the field for us on on tax relief on bringing conservative values home. I don't know how he feels about marriage. I'm I That was not my question to him, but I'm very proud to have his endorsement, and I think he's doing a lot for San Diego. And I don't think he hides that he's a gay man. I think he's very happy to be a Republican and to be with us with freedom of religion. Thank you. Brian Marriott.
5: Yeah, so we, we do a little bit of door knocking. We have since late January, and the other day I was in Dana Point, and I was talking with a young mother of four children, and she was very upset because the questionnaire came home and her sixth grader was, um, was being asked about their involvement or lack of involvement or if they'd had any involvement in oral sex and had been asked if they were comfortable with their gender and uh, had they given thought to being another agenda another gender so this is our school district and this is the california thing so so there's the national piece and i'll get to that then there's the california thing so we have one party rule in california um sadly our conservative party has has failed the last many years to change hearts and minds and lead with enthusiasm and so here we are We have one party rule that pervades the court system and i mean meaningfully pervades the court system these kids at berkeley are going to have to wait till after they're graduated to get any any kind of answer out of the ninth circuit on their freedom of speech on their campuses but this it's the school districts it's the lousy ballot questions that get a nice name because it holds up at the ag's office um it's it's in fact prop 47 i think they call it the safe neighborhoods act so now you get pulled over with crystal meth in your car, and you don't—you just get a ticket and a misdemeanor. So we're way off track on the moral issues in California, how they play out through the school system. In the national issues, um, there's a variety of ways. Obviously, we the bully pulpit here locally for the local congressman or congresswoman. And then in terms of uh, national just, we issues.
2: Are, we are out of time on that, sorry. Brian, because i got to get to my last question. Sure, sure. Sure. Um, and uh, 30 seconds for each answer. Uh, given what we were just talking about with the cultural and, and social issues, it's part of a, a Marxist movement here in California. How are you going to sell conservatism, which is individual freedom, individual responsibility, low taxes, and Judeo-Christian principles, and when in this culture... I'll start with you, Craig. 30 seconds. Well, it just has
3: to start with Christian standing up. Uh, Again, we're 70 to 80 percent of the population, ladies and gentlemen. Why are we not standing up for what we believe in? That's what has to happen. How do we convince other people? I think because of things that that Brian was just saying, in our school systems, people are so sick of this agenda, the lgbtxyz 123 movement, that people are going to vote for morality, and they're going to vote against The sanctuary cities. I think the tide is turning in California. All
4: right. Diane Harkey? Well, I I will just say I think that the Democrats have gone overboard with this. I don't think it's a winning issue. I think you have to show success. If you show success in your policies, which I think many, many will see in California for some of the policies that are taking place nationally that they're not benefiting from, and Marxism fails all over the world. We can have m- numerous examples. I mean, point to Venezuela right now, just in a total meltdown. Marxism always loses. It it kills people. It's a brutal, brutal ideology. And I think more exposure to it is the way you way you mount that, and more success on our side. We have to show pro- you know, product for our, our. our we have to show our results, right. so to speak, for what for our product. Brian Marriott.
5: Andrew, I think we need to be um, bold and fresh and loud and proud when it comes to our party. We can't drive around with Arnold Schwarzenegger in the front seat, is is riding, riding um, alongside, chasing people and asking them how they'd like us to modify our part, our party to join, our party roughly matches the founding documents of our country. Young people increasingly are enamored with conservatism. I talk to them every day at their front doors, high school students who are home doing their homework. It's exciting to hear. You can read about that as well. It's a new trend. We have to be proud. We have to think about the candidates we're putting forward. We have to be enthusiastic as a party and not reward past failures Um, in how we move ahead with the party. We have to be excited about our party and draw people to our party and remain who we are.
2: All right. Brian Marriott. That was Diane Harkey, member of the State Board of Equalization. Craig Nordahl, real estate businessman. And Brian Marriott, Mayor Pro Tem for San Juan Capistrano. And of course, you can find out all about their campaigns What's with just up? a quick Google online. And we thank you all so much for being here. Now, stay tuned because when we come back, we've got Dr. Mike Schmidt and we've got Joshua Schoeniver. Don't go anywhere, more Andrea coming up.
7: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Ah,
0: spring is in the air. It's time to hit the road in a new Can-Am Spider during the ready-to-ride sales event at your local BRP dealer. With its unique y frame design, two wheels in front and one in back, the Can-Am Spider gives you the confidence to embrace the open road. Visit your local BRP dealer and save up to $3,500 on select models during the Ready to Ride Sales event. Offer and soon. restrictions apply. See dealer for details.
2: Pier One asked Katie what makes her summer parties awesome. People always rave about my drinks. But on the DL, I don't
7: know a thing about mixing
2: drinks. All I know is when I pour them in my Pier One Moscow Mule Mugs, they somehow taste better. Say hello to summer with Pier One's biggest Memorial Day sale ever. Save up to 50%
7: on Moscow Mule Mugs, placemats, napkins, and other stylish decor for your home plus
2: sales on all outdoor goods too from lanterns to furniture to outdoor pillows and more see stores or PureOne.com onecom for details
3: Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions for schools ranging from preschool all the way to high school. And you won't have to sacrifice after In the car, either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM 1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half off tuitions to private schools.
7: Explore your options with schools like Valley Christian School, Victory Christian Academy, and Vista Christian School. Visit AM 1170 The Answer or call 844 800 5757. 844 800 5757 or AM 1170TheAnswer.com.
5: We have a new home loan program for the self-employed borrower. You need to hear this. Hi, I'm Chris Tyler, self-employed mortgage specialist at Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it is to get a home loan, so we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call now, 855 464 4774. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. 855-464-4774. So if you're self-employed and want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call me now, Chris Tyler. 855-464-4774. That's 855-464-4774.
6: Licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NMLS 1132583, an equal opportunity lender.
7: Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. So call com now. 1-800-915-2344. Again, that's 1-800-915-2344. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can, because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free consultations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword VISION22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients twenty twenty vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free consultation to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text VISION22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text VISION22 to 350350. That's VISION22 to 350350. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back
2: to The Andrea K Show. Or welcome back to the Candidates Get to Know You Forum at the Seacoast Del Mar Republican Women Federated. We are coming at you live from the Del Mar Country Club with the candidates who are running to uh, replace Daryl Issa in his seat, California 49. And that seat's going to be a tough one. Uh, That seat and the state and our nation are kind of up for grabs. And so we're here tonight to get to know the candidates. Each one is going to be asked the same question so that you guys can really tell the difference between the candidates. And joining me now... Our final two for the evening is Dr. Mike Schmidt. He's a healthcare worker and an audiologist, as well as Joshua Schoonover, who's a small business uh, small businessman as well as a patent attorney, and he's actually went around the track in NASCAR a few times. Imagine that! All right, welcome to the show, guys.
1: Thank you, thank you very much.
2: All right, now you guys have a you guys kind of cheated a little bit, if you will, because you got to hear the questions earlier, um, but that's okay because you know what. Um, these are, these are the questions that are really at the foremost of everybody's mind. So what, what should happen to the DACA recipients, and will you push for funding for the border wall? Dr. Mike, I'm going to start with you.
1: Yes, so this is a, a very lengthy question, a very important question. I have the most original answer to this on my website, MikeSchmidtforCongress.com. It's S-C-H-M-I-T-T. But essentially, what we have to do is acknowledge that there's a a black market in labor, and until we acknowledge and address the black market in labor, we're never going to do anything for the magnet that draws these people here. I voted for Ronald Reagan, uh, my very first presidential election. One of his greatest regrets was that he uh, that he had mentioned was that he gave amnesty, and we're still struggling with the same issues. The way I go about it would actually raise $27 billion with the wall through workplace visas. And we do the workplace visas and, and the sliding scale kind of like an um, uh, airplane ticket. In other words, the price changes inverse to unemployment so that we don't take jobs here from our young people. When unemployment is low right now, the, uh, the price for the visa would be quite low. Uh, When it's high, it would be quite high. And according to my studies and research, that would raise $27 billion, more than enough to build any wall that we want to build. The other thing we must do is we must address the uh, overstay visas. Uh, One of the things that I uh, propose is uh, getting into Medicare. No person gets on Medicare unless they've lived 15 years in this country.
2: All right. Interesting. All
1: right. Joshua Schoonover.
6: Yes. You know, the United States is a nation of laws, and we need to begin enforcing those laws. Uh, To start with, President Obama exceeded executive authority with DACA. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But in doing so, he also bound our country uh, in an agreement, if not an equitable one, uh, with the uh, DACA recipients. You see, these people paid about $500, filed paperwork, They submitted themselves to background checks uh, to prove they're not criminals, to show that they're advancing in education and working and contributing or working toward becoming contributing persons of our society. These are the people we want in America. So I think the DACA class should stay. Uh, In fact, I think those are the people America wants. What we don't want are the criminals and those who seek to usurp America's uh, resources without recompense. And so, again, I think the DACA class should stay. In fact, I think we should expand DACA to all 13 million or however many illegal immigrants we have in this country. I think they should all be allowed an opportunity to pay the fee, about $500, prove with background checks that they're not criminals, that they can uh, earn an education and work and contribute to our society. In doing so, uh, that if you take about 10 uh, million illegal immigrants – And you multiply that by $500 each, we raise about $5 billion. You know it only takes less than about a billion to service and turn around those DACA applications. And we can raise over about 10 years approximately $20 billion, which is sufficient to fund the wall. So to answer your question, I think they should stay. I think we should fix the problem instead of sweeping it under the rug as has been done for the previous decades. And we should really do something about it.
2: In uh, follow-up questions, same one as before, uh, sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. Uh, as a federal congressperson, what what do you see your role would be in dealing with that issue, if at all?
1: Well, certainly uh, there's always going to be a bully pulpit. And I would use my office to consistently uh, protect the Constitution. We swore an oath when we signed up to run for office to defend the Constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. I went and spoke at the Escondido City Council when they were contemplating their amicus brief, and I made the the, the major point that uh, over 63,000 people died, according to the CDC, from fentanyl and heroin overdoses, which has been exploding since Obama forgot to enforce the border laws. And so my, uh, my position is that it is, in fact, an unconstitutional law. I applaud the fact that the federal government is uh, challenging that. And I love the fact that in America, unlike many parts of the world, we can solve these problems without bullets but with court rulings. Joshua,
2: same follow-up question
6: yeah you know california is a mess and what i think we ought to do is lock these people up i think it's criminal uh, i think uh, as a representative what i can do is to use political clout to raise money and to get out on the streets and build support uh, against these uh, uh, intolerable actions from our state and uh, i absolutely will not support any act of, of a sanctuary uh, sanctuary city or sanctuary state uh, not in california not anywhere in the country
2: Today is the anniversary of the Mueller investigation. It doesn't seem to be that there's been any uh, proof of collusion. Uh, There's actually been um, evidence of other corruption and crimes going on within our government. Was this investigation good for America, and do you support the idea of a special prosecutor to investigate the FBI and the Department of Justice? We'll start with you, Doctor Mike.
1: This is this. It's too early to say if it's good for America. I, I have a a sense that at the end it will be good in the sense that it's going to show that there there is no collusion. I was reading the New York Times yesterday, and you can already see the spin coming. There is no collusion going on, and now they're going to hold. It looks like they're going to hold out uh, a few uh, people thrown under the bus, including John Brennan. And what I would like to see and what is happening is we're going to see Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General, come out with his report. And what we're going to find is that there was criminal unmasking of Mike Flynn. There was criminal uh, setting up and a sting operation of uh, Mr. Papadopoulos and Mr. Page. And I think when all of that comes out through the Attorney General, we won't need a special counsel. This special counsel has gone so far, off the rail, it's not even funny. They are investigating people and not crimes. I'm not an attorney, but Josh will probably back me up on this. You don't investigate people. You always investigate crimes. And there were no predicate crimes committed. And I think at the end, even if it's going to be a very bumpy road, uh, we will have a shining example of what democracy looks like in slow motion.
2: Interesting. Joshua schoonover
6: Yes. As an attorney, I can tell you what happens when we go into court and we tell the judge, you know, judge, it's been a year and we have no evidence. Judge dismisses the case. Uh, it's just silly what's going on. I'll tell you, I don't know if this is good for America or not. Uh, if anything, you know, all of the information we've received is filtered. It's all political uh, none of it is really meaningful. Uh, I understand there's a Russian oligarch who i can 't pronounce his name, but I understand he 's uh, tied with Mueller and they have a conflict uh, uh, an apparent conflict of interest with this investigation. So you know I think it 's time we move past it. We need to close it down and just move on with life
2: um, same follow up question thirty second answer If crimes have been uncovered, whether it 's through the IG or other uh, investigations. Uh, Do you support
1: prosecutions? Absolutely. Because they think about what's happened. You have a criminal operation against a lawfully elected and even prior to his lawful election. This hits at the very core of what our democracy is all about. And there must be prosecutions, no doubt.
2: Joshua Schoonover?
6: Yes, Washington is a swampy mess. I think if they find uh, these people are violating uh, criminal statutes, then we need to prosecute them.
2: Uh, Moving on to economics, uh, we had a a tax reform bill that that, uh, seems popular in all but about three states, including some aspects, including California. Uh, Did you support that tax reform bill, and what do you think should be the next steps in, in terms of tax reform? i uh, start with you, Joshua Schoonover.
6: Yes. Yeah, so as a patent attorney, I have the unique privilege of dealing with individuals and small businesses, particularly startups. I know about business. I know what it takes to start a small business, and I'll tell you what, a majority of them, an overwhelming majority of them, are flow-through entities. So what we've seen in the past is these corporate tax reductions, and we haven't seen any real uh, tax reductions for small businesses and working families. And what this uh, tax jobs and, and uh, spending bill had done is it changed the 35% flow-through tax to 20%. And I am very happy it's affected me personally. It's affected nearly all of my clients. And what we're seeing is a repatriation of dollars from overseas. We're seeing a booming economy, and I think it's been great for this country. Now, the one thing it's doing is adding a, a debt. I think we need to address that with the balanced budget. So I think it's going to take responsible leaders in the House, and that's why I hope uh, the voters out there will send me to Congress.
2: Uh, here in California and beyond, uh, the left has has really done a great job of, uh, well, the, the left took over our education system and our media, and it's done a good job in indoctrinating America against the free market system and pro-socialism. So uh, going into an election in California, how do you sell? How, what is your plan to sell conservative principles of low taxes, low regulation, individual freedom, individual accountability, compared to the left convincing everybody free, free, free? How can, how can you sell conservatism and win, Dr. Mike?
1: Well, first of all, you, you make it appealing. I, I have to say that I am uh, the only candidate up here, and I invite all my candidate uh, competitors uh, to have taken an honesty test. Uh, it's a superior test to the polygraph, and I've been, it's, it was, it's used by law enforcement, it, by converse UA, converse and uh, there's a link uh, on my twitter about it i announced it yesterday but i have been deemed honest as a politician this, the test is specific to politicians it's used for hiring law enforcement people the other thing is is it's the message it, and again if you go to my website myschmidtforcongress.com you'll see original positions that appeal to people i am polling in the most recent poll double Democrats than I am Republicans. I am polling double independents than I am Republicans. I'm polling Hispanics four to three over whites, and I'm polling, to somewhat of my surprise, uh, five to one women over men. I'm like the four-leaf clover that the Republican (laughs) – no, honestly, the the Republican uh, – party has been looking for and it's solely based on my workable policies that are original it's not a bunch of uh career politician uh nonsense all
2: right joshua schoonover
6: yeah you know people are tired of it uh even our own republican party has become a bit of a swampy mess Uh, at the end of the day Ordinary people just want to make money. They want to attend to their families. They want to take their kids to soccer practice. They want some disposable income to go on a vacation. They don't care about politics and politicians. They just want someone to be honest and to do a good job. And I think it's not so much what I can do, it's what the voters can do. I'll tell you what the voters can do. They can take all of the swampy endorsed uh, candidates and they can automatically disqualify those from their vote and they can look at the uh, the independent-minded and center-leaning Republican candidates who are fiscally responsible and socially balanced and they can give them a real consideration. Again, I think we need real leaders. We need to end the swampy mess. We need to drain the swamp. We need term limits. And so that's what I would recommend.
2: In, in follow-up, same question as before, though, uh, it's hard to be fiscally conservative and socially liberal, and we see the results of that here in California. We have AB 2943, which will criminalize any business transaction. We already have a Christian um, conference that canceled because if, if a business transaction involves transmitting and communicating the Christian uh, principles or, or traditional beliefs of sexual morality, it's now criminalized. As a sitting congressperson, our religious freedoms are under attack, as a, as a our Judeo- Christian principles as well, as a sitting congressperson, what would you do to stop that and help restore our religious
1: and our our freedoms of speech? Dr. Mike? Well, first of all, I would like to point uh, to a quote uh, from John Adams. And John Adams, uh, one of our founding fathers, uh, made a point of saying, our constitution was made only for moral religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And so by electing moral people, and I consider myself a moral person, uh, although we're all flawed humans, uh, that's the first step in this. Uh, Secondly, I would use the power of the pen. I found out through a county board of education uh, fundraiser I went to in my county, in Orange County, that uh, a lot of this stuff that you just mentioned that's working its way in its curriculum Obviously, the right is trying to fight, and it's, a, it's, it's like holding back uh, the dam. But what I was surprised to find out is that when people complain about pulling their kids out of these uh, despicable uh, classes and, and teachings, uh, the first person on the phone is Planned Parenthood threatening lawsuits. Now, what on earth are they doing threatening local school boards for uh, uh, protecting their kids from hearing all this nonsense. So I would pull the funding of specifically Planned Parenthood, which should have been done a long time ago, uh, and any other agencies that are working towards those aims.
2: Joshua Schoonover.
6: Yes. The way I read it, this assembly bill is unconstitutional. It violates the First Amendment. Uh, So I'll tell you what, as representative or otherwise, I am going to work to make sure that this bill is not law. And if it does become law, then I hope it's overturned very quickly and with very little damage. Because I think the uh, state has no right to impose any support or uh, to oppose any religious uh, uh, acts by businesses or otherwise.
2: All right. Well, that concludes so far. That I, I would ask a couple more questions in the minute, minute we have left, but that wouldn't be fair uh, to those that were with us at the beginning of the show. I want to thank everybody uh, who joined me tonight for this candidates forum. We had an, uh, we had member of the State Bar of Equalization, Diane Harkey, Craig Nordahl, real estate businessman, Brian Marriott, Mayor Pro Tem of San Juan Capistrano, and joining me right now, Dr. Mike Schmidt, as well as small businessman and patent attorney Joshua Schoonover. And I I want to especially thank all of you guys because you know it's a really tough thing to get involved in politics and run for office i just the courage it takes the commitment to this country the patriotism it is not an easy game particularly given the culture that we have right now in, in our country a culture that, and and we have been losing ground on the cultural war and that's why i wanted to spend a little time on it tonight and i feel good with the answers from all of our congressional candidates and i feel good about about uh, you know where conservatism stands in this country and i feel better about california actually given the fact that we've had so many cities and counties that have been pushing back against the the unlawful sanctuary city and sanctuary state uh, status I wish I could have asked more questions because there's just so many different areas we could have t- talked about with immigration and economics and the cultural war that, we bat- that we're battling as well as, you know, what's going on with the deep state. So hopefully I was able to give you guys enough uh, by these questions, enough uh, complexion of who the different candidates are. Certainly you can Google them and find out more information from their websites. Thank you all so much to each of the candidates. Thank you to uh, the Seacoast Del Mar Republican Women Federated for having us here tonight. Thank you all all for listening. And if uh, we're going to try to get that Facebook Live broadcast back up because we're going to continue this Candidates Get to Know You forum here at the Del Mar Country Club. So hopefully you'll be able to watch that via Facebook Live. And I, of course, will be right back here tomorrow night. It's at 6 p.m. from 6 to 7 here on AM 1170. Love you all. Have a great night.
6: Thank you, Andrew Thank you, Andrea.